Today we begin a new series of sermons, taking us through July and August, looking at what to do when the going gets tough. I don't know about you, but I've found these last months hard, emotionally hard, spiritually hard, just plain hard. I've watched the news and struggled with all that's been going on. So much for potential prayer, but even that has become overwhelming at times. Through it all, I've wondered how those without faith are coping and realising that even those of us with faith are struggling anyway. This sermon series looks at a variety of individuals and groups dealing with the tough stuff in their lives and hopefully gives us some insights with the hope that we might cope even better than we are already. We start by looking at a particular secular society and how the Christians continue to be faithful there, or not, as the case may be. I wonder if you've ever been to Ephesus. It was an ancient Greek port on the coast of Ionia, present-day Turkey. People from Persia, Egypt, Greece and Rome all passed through it, a bit like Loughborough is central to Derby, Nottingham and Leicester. There was an enormous pagan temple dedicated to Diana. This was based around a black meteorite that had fallen and was seen as a sign from her because of its shape. Silver replicas were made for people to buy and to take to their homes for their personal worship, the first souvenirs perhaps. It also had the amazing Library of Celsus and a theatre capable of holding 25,000 spectators. So you can imagine, this was a bustling place, loads of people travelling around and through the city. Sadly, the old river eventually silted up and the port became a ruin. Ephesus is mentioned many times in the Bible and our reading today is part of a letter Paul wrote to the Christians there in the church he had founded who were causing him some concern. What does our society look like today? I've mentioned before that in lockdown I was reading the Barbara Pym novels of the 1950s and 60s with our iconic picture of middle-class life at that time, especially centred around churches and academia. But today, if in the future you were to ask someone about our time now, what might they say? It was the time of social influences, YouTube, a digital revolution, celebrity, sexual freedom. Maybe that's it. What are the drivers of life today, the go-to things that most people have or aspire to at least? You will notice that I haven't mentioned faith or spirituality in this list at all. So what were the concerns that caused Paul to write in verse 17 of our reading? You must no longer live like the Gentiles do. In other words, as one commentator put it, stop copying the world like chameleons and start imitating God. Chameleons are lizards that can adapt their appearance to match their surroundings in order to stay camouflaged and invisible to predators, but changing their skin's colour so that they could catch their prey unnoticed too. The Ephesian Christians had become spiritual chameleons. They had learnt to compromise their faith without realising it, they were busy imitating the world around them so that they could be safe from spiritual predators who might hurt them. I wonder if that sounds a bit familiar. 
So our reading today comes in light of what Paul has written in the previous three and a half chapters. You might like to read them to see what he was saying and what therefore brings him to say, So, I tell you, I insist, change the way you are living. Paul goes on to talk about the way they were thinking and behaving, asking them to recall what they were first taught about holiness and living God's way of life. They are to put off the worldly way of thinking, verses 17 to 19. They are to be renewed and put on a godly way of doing that, verses 20 to 21. And they are to become imitators of God in a life of sacrificial love, verses 25 to 32. And note, this is not just a suggestion, but a command. Paul insists, no, if you would like to, there are no options here. Notice how the way to change starts with the way we think. All through the Bible we are taught that our minds are key to our faithfulness, that our sinful nature will try to rule our minds, but we mustn't let it. Paul wrote the same thing to the Romans. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 verse 2. Paul gives the Ephesians specific examples. Lying, anger, stealing, bad language. But I'm sure as we've read scripture before, we can think of other things to add to this list. In fact, if we'd read on past chapter 5 verse 2, we will see that sexual immorality, greed, obscenity, coarse joking all come under the hammer. This last one is one that I wonder about. Why do so many comedians today have to swear or be rude to make something apparently funny? I have two favourite comedians, Milton Jones and Tim Vine. They both make me laugh out loud with their one-liners, but I never hear swear words or crudity coming from their mouths. Why? Or perhaps it has something to do with them both being Christians. For both of them, life on the comedy circuit must be tough, but both are upfront about their Christian faith. Both take part in those comedy quiz shows and the like, but if you watch them, you can see how their approach is so different to everyone else's. They stick to their guns, so to speak, even in those fast-paced TV quizzes of today. I wonder what changes we might need to make to our way of living. In these days of lockdown, everything seems to have changed, from when we can go out to how we can shop, to what we can watch on the TV or listen to on the radio. Those people in the future looking back at our time might well say that 2020 was the year that changed the world, as people began to look at what they were really doing and why. We have seen, haven't we, a greater emphasis on injustice, climate change, racism, etc. They've all hit the news. But for us as Christians, what might be different? Like the chameleon puts on a new colour of skin as he moves to a new place, so we need to put on our new self, verse 24, created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. For me, one of the things that I have really been challenged by is hurrying and busyness. 2020 will be the year I slowed down. Up to now, life has been lived at the pace of society, always needing to move to the next thing. Can I do this really quickly so I can do something else? Instant responses from my internet search engine. Why hasn't so-and-so replied to my email I sent two minutes ago? I'm sure you all know the kind of thing. Perhaps this is a pandemic too. All this rushing found in our society with its secular need to be the best, have the best and want the best. 
which of course constantly puts down those who don't or can't. And the church has fallen into this trap too. Our God is the God of the Sabbath, a time for rest and recuperation. My thinking on this is being transformed. Long conversations with people on the phone or over a garden fence, listening to them and encouraging them are a much greater part of my day now, instead of rushing from place to place for a meeting. This passage is rich with imagery and instruction that we ignore at our peril. Richard Kirking says, We are not to be chameleons imitating the world around us, but Christians imitating God, especially in the sacrificial love of his death. We are, in other words, to live a life of love as God has loved us. In Revelation chapter 2, the Ephesian church is accused of having lost their first love. Have we lost ours? Have we become spiritual chameleons conformed to the culture around us? Dare we change? Dare we stop copying the world and start imitating God in every area of our life? I wonder what that will look like. Maybe like me, you want to begin. And so we need to ask the Lord to show us. Lord Jesus, help us to change, to be like you. Amen.